Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here. And I actually sat down to podcast on a completely different subject. I'll do it later. And I realized I was wondering how you were all making yourself happy today. What is your happy place? Today is a really good day. And that's what made me think about it because it's Thursday actually here in my world. And I've had a really rough couple of days because I've just come back from two and a half weeks vacation. And that, you know, that's always a huge input of social and activity and way too much drinking. Uh, You know, it's just, it's just go, go, go. And it really wears me down. And unfortunately, sent me into flare with my fibro and I've been about three days trying to get out of muscle cramping and not sleeping and trying to catch up on work, blah, blah, blah. Not today. Nine hours of solid sleep, pains at a minimum level today. The sun is shining because we came home to crappy weather again. (laughs) And so it was a matter of just, you know, getting up not being stressed. I'm hosting a dinner party for eight tomorrow night and all my friends are texting and emailing. Are you sure you're good? Have you recovered from vacation? Because they know. They know me and they kind of know what my issues are and, and I appreciate that. But yes, I am ready. So I spent the morning setting a beautiful table. I have a gift of hospitality. That's kind of a big thing for me. Went out into my garden because I also went out last night and got the grocery shopping done finally after being home for two and a half days and stocked up on food, not products, food. So that was, you know, fresh almond milk, my carrot juice, fresh celery, the things that go in my breakfast shake every morning, fresh sandwich meat, fresh bread for Keith. So, you know, our routines are back in place. Routines are so very important to be happy. I know it seems kind of funny because people are like, I hate doing what I have to do. But, you know, once you do something, you know, I have to look up the number. I remember a coach telling me this once, once years ago, you do something so many times and it, becomes a habit or it's so many times it becomes something good and then so many times it becomes a habit and after so many times you don't actually even think about it it's not even a like a habit it's just literally an unconscious thing you do and you don't consider it part of even your routine because it's so integrated and that's sort of like eating is for me and it's taken 51 years to get here but eating for me is is not a chore at all eating food and not products is not a chore at all maintaining my weight and keeping healthy isn't a chore for me at all. But I made choices years ago to put those things into place. So my happy place today was going back to my, my big garden in the back because I, I do live in a bit of acreage and, and I'm very, very fortunate to have planted a fabulous vegetable garden with my granddaughter this year. And it was funny because last night we're, my husband and I are out puttering, getting ready for the company. You know, it's, it's a big property and he has to get the blower out and he's mowing the lawns and I'm thinking, wow, does this place need weeding? But I haven't had the energy yet. And I'm digging through the back, digging through the back of some of these plants that are overgrowing in, on one side of my um, back porch area here. And I've got some beets planted there and I eat beets every day. They're incredibly uh, nutritious. They're great antioxidants and I personally just love the flavor. So whether they're fresh, like hard, and I just mulch them up into my shake or I buy the ones from Costco that have been steam pressure cooked, not canned, not pickled, just steamed. And they're, and they're vacuum sealed. Those are great. They're soft. They just go right into your shake like nothing, like a smoothie. But out of the garden, it's like crunchy stuff in your shake. And I don't mind it. It's, you know, you just got to know what you can tolerate and what textures you, you can handle in your mouth. But the point was I pulled these couple of these beets up and they're like anemic. They're like half an inch long, an inch, and there's nothing to them. And they've been growing there all summer. I'm like, 
I'm not planting beets next year. This is a waste of my time. Big surprise, though, was my Swiss chard renews itself. Didn't know that. I'd never planted it before. So when you plant Swiss chard from um, seed, which, by the way, huge proponent of, uh, if you live in an apartment even, get yourself a pot. Because if you are a vegetable smoothie shake person like I am, or you're trying to eat organically, things like that, Swiss chard is a fabulous leaf-type lettuce product. Uh, I, I planted rainbow Swiss chard, so all the stalks are red and green and orange and yellow. They're so pretty. That I buy that and it goes into my shake. Well, now I just go to my garden every morning. Well, I'd use the stalk that I'd the, the stock that I'd planted at, in my herb garden and I was now having to go out, wait to the stuff that the big garden had was coming to fruition. I did them at separate times. I didn't realize that they grow back. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about that. So we're gone for vacation. I come back. I've got a whole new um, uh, crop there. So that was pretty exciting. Well, I go back to the back and it's chaos back there. The, the house sitters are, are young kids that we know and they're not into gardening and they're not kind of looking after. I'm, I have them here to keep the house safe, keep my plants watered and keep my cat company. The dog comes with us. Well, the peas, have, they're done and the, everything's died. The pumpkins we planted for the kids in the neighborhood. Again, what makes you happy? These things make us happy. So this is about what makes you happy. I just want to give you some of my examples so you can think about the things that truly give you joy. These are the things that give us joy. You might be shaking your head going, really? But everyone's different. If we were all the same, how boring would life be? So I go to the back and there's beets back there too. Well, <clears throat> I guess maybe an elephant came and pooped on them while we were going on vacation because they're huge. They're literally growing out of the ground like a tuber. Like they're just, just like they look like cucumbers on the ground. I was like, I was so excited because I'd ran out of beets and I'm not doing the Costco shop to set Friday. And so I had fresh beets. The carrots are on steroids. I've got lettuce coming out of my yin-yang. But I had to rearrange these pumpkins. They started, because we weren't here to watch them, they started to grow up my vines where my beans and my peas were. So I had to sacrifice two of them. My husband will smack me later. Um, and rearrange them, getting them back growing on the garden bed and then out into the lawn. And thank heavens my husband has no issue with that. He just mows around it happily knowing that all of his kids in the neighborhood are going to have a come and pick a pumpkin for Halloween. And it's going to be a bit of an event to do our carving. Happy place. So my morning is just spectacular. My yard looks beautiful. You know, I loved being in the Okanagan Valley. I just, I love it up there. Love, love, love. And I will retire there. But I must say, it makes me kind of wonder what the future holds. Because when I came home and looked outside to my humongous cedar trees in my backyard and sitting in my hot tub, in that beautiful sort of West Coast versus the Okanagan Valley, which is very desert-like, you know, it's just, it's just very different and I love them all, but I do have to say, you know, I just love that smell. I love that, the greenery down here and the shade when I need it. Uh, uh, it's just wonderful. So again, happy place. You know, I've, I, my Keith got the hot tub back up and cleaned up from the kids being here, bought a new fancy conditioner that smells like vanilla. It's wonderful. Um, so I'm happy. I am soothed. My aches and pains are gone or diminishing. They're never gone when you have fibro. My garden is flourishing. I've eaten this. I've had my got my breakfast shake going again. I've dropped the two pounds that I bloated up with on vacation. <laughs> Life is good. And now I'm about to bake something. And then I set my table for dinner. So I'm happy. How about you? How did, did you? If your day didn't start this way, is there a day that you can make start this way? Now, granted, I'm very fortunate that it is a Thursday and my day started this way. I do not go into an office. I went next door and, and got a new client, a neighbor. I'm working on her estate. Um, she's the executor of an estate, sorry, and the books all needed to be done. So she's hired me for that. I have client work to do. 
but I get to do that at home. I'm rarely out and about and I rarely have a deadline. I just simply can't. I've rearranged my entire professional and personal life to have a happy, calm life so to manage my health so my life is happy and calm. And I do, this is a bit shorter of a uh, podcast, so I'm going to give you an example of something that I was thinking of a couple of years ago. And this is kind of all about finding your peace and your happiness, not living in regret. Let's look at history. When I started watching Downton Abbey on TV, I thought it was fascinating. Personally, I just love the time. I love the costumes. I just, you know, I kind of love all of it. I wouldn't have wanted to be, you know, have been a, um, I would have wanted to be royalty, <laughs> of course, doesn't everybody. But I watched it and it was so interesting because there's always that, you know, attitude of the royalty, the aristocracy and people without rights and how that's, you know, that dichotomy is so wrong. And it is, but at the same token, we have spent, we've gone two or 300 years into the future and are still trying to live a lifestyle beyond our means. And what I mean by that is not always spending more money than you have, but people in the aristocracy back then, they owned that abbey and that land, and they were responsible for all those people on it. Now, there are bad landowners and good ones, but I'm just saying if you're in a perfect world, huge responsibility was placed on those people. They lived a fabulous lifestyle, but it took hundreds of people to make that lifestyle happy happen. Cooks, cleaners, upstairs maids, downstairs maids, gardeners. So we talk about living, you know, making more and buying bigger homes and having acreage and, you know, whatever it might be that you think you need to achieve in your life. But you need to also understand that with that comes an incredible overhead to maintain that because you will never be able to maintain that. In fact, I think personally in our system of just how we live our lifestyle here in North America, that we've already exceeded that just in the middle class. We now take two people to go to work to afford to buy a house. Who's cleaning that house? Who's doing the grocery shopping? Who's running these kids around? You see what I'm saying? Generation, a hundred years ago, that didn't happen. Women stayed home and did all that sort of built the community and maintenance thing, or perhaps a man did. But when everyone's doing everything, are you happy? And is it all getting done? So it's sort of a paradigm shift in your thinking that I want you to think about. I made choices especially in the last couple of years and kind of becoming aware of this in my life a few years ago. Again, I know it's kind of silly, but it really was a catalyst brought on by watching that show, watching them go through a war, watching when bad times hit, poverty, aristocracy was losing their money. Now they're losing their lands and their titles. We're coming into the era of the 20th century where people are getting the vote, women, that sort of thing. And we've only, we've only had the vote for, you know, one century. I mean, it's crazy when you really think about it, the life that we live now is is so new in the scope of history and sort of watching all those struggles and how to keep everything together is really not that much different than what we face in our world today trying to keep it all together and the kids educated and in their activities and the house paid for and and all of that so maybe it's time to think of what you really want out of your life it's a conversation actually my husband and i are about to have in the next couple of weeks we've reached a milestone in our lives and now we need to start making some plans for the next decade, 20 years, because we're coming into that, pushing into retirement. It took us hours to get out of my parents' home on Sunday to get it cleaned and the boat shut down and all that. And I said to my husband, are we, or is this taking longer? Or are we just getting older? He says, we are slowing down so much. Well, you need to be aware of that. So be aware of the stages in your life. And you, in order to find happiness, you need to know what it is you want. 
and identify the things that make you happy and really everything else can just go to the sideline. So a, a good example for me is I have a house cleaner and I've had a housekeeper for years even as a single mother. I gave up other things. There was no fancy vacations to Europe and things like that because my day-to-day -day life had to be peaceful and happy and my son needed my time. I was, I was the only parent parenting. His dad was sort of absentee, saw him once a week type idea. That was important to me. And same thing now. I wanted to go back to work and, and exercise my mind and bring in some money, but the stress of just kind of keeping a house going and, and doing something I hated on top of it, was it making me happy? And that in turn kind of spiraled me a little bit every week. So I just removed it. I literally just removed that obstacle. Happy life. <laughs> happy wife, happy life, as they say. Okay, so I'm not going to natter on anymore about that, but I want you to think about what makes you happy. I'm having a spectacularly happy day, even though I am back in my office now and I'm going to work for four hours. It's all billable. Great. That has to get done. But are you filling your day and your life with so much that doesn't make you happy? We have responsibilities. I understand that. There's commitments that need to be managed. But are you doing what you need to be happy do you even know? Maybe some of you just need to go off and do that exercise. Spend some time figuring out what makes you happy. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.